This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much again for joining us. Again, I am so glad you're here for this discussion. Uh, While we're recording this uh, particular podcast, it is the season of Lent. And Lent is a time of fasting, of repentance, of sacrifice, of understanding what attachments we may need to, uh, to break. And so we're talking today about how social justice and Lent go hand in hand. Again, it is that season of reflection, that season of repentance, uh, that season of denial of self. Now, the world tends to have it upside down. The world rejoices. The world believes that life is about having a good time. But Christ tells us that we will mourn. He told his disciples, you will mourn while the world rejoices, but that our mourning would be turned to joy. Today's podcast is a reality check. It is not about the winning formula for social justice. We will not be dreaming uh, of... um, of uh, how what is possible in the world, actually we will be fully awake today to what the reality is for those uh, who uh, serve the poor, the marginalized, the broken, the forgotten. In today's world, things are judged by the standard of, is it fun? But God judges things by a different standard of, Is it love? Is it holy? Is it faithful? Today I'm going to be painting a realistic portrait for you to give you a heads up of the reality of the work of social justice, but we'll also encourage you again of what the end game is. Jimi Hendrix is one of the greatest guitarists in rock and roll history. I love listening to him. I, uh, I've been to his grave site. It's pretty interesting up there in Renton, Washington, uh, to see this giant electric guitar as a tombstone. Uh, it's, uh, fascinating to see, but it's also reminds me of how great he was as a guitarist. However, it was not an easy road for him to get there in order to get to the point where he did. Basically, Jimi Hendrix had to become obsessed (laughs) with playing the guitar He would practice all day, every day. I think I heard reports that he would practice eight hours a day on the guitar. So while other kids were playing and having fun, he would be alone practicing for hours on end. And so that's the reality of how you get to where you need to be uh, is through that self-denial, that time of setting aside and, and the same is true with social justice. You know, you often hear me talking about creating a just society right where you are. However, you can't really get there without 
understanding what the path is there. It's not an easy path. It's not, it's not a, the path of the winning formula. Think of those, you know, those, um, speakers, motivational speakers, you know, Hey, here's the winning formula for life and all these things. But that's not what social justice is about. The road to building a just society is a messy, bloody, tear-filled road. And so today, I really, in this Lenten season, as we go through the process of of uh, the reality check of our life, then we want to do the same thing with social justice. And by the way, I've been having a lot of conversations this year with different people about Lent. And I've discovered that people who are not Catholic, many will observe Lent. I've even ran into people that aren't religious, ran into somebody just yesterday who's not religious at all, yet they observe Lent. They're like, yeah, it's a good time. Stop and see where my life is right now. So I was like, yeah, it's good stuff, even fasting. I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. But people are doing that. And so let's do that reality check today. Let's check in and see, hey, what is the actual path to social justice, to a just society? What does that look like? I think, too, not just of Jimi Hendrix, I think of Olympic athletes who get the prize. Maybe they get the gold. Well, that didn't come down an easy path. They got to that point in the Olympics, even just being at the Olympics, they got there through countless hours of self-denial, disciplining the body, Pain, sweat, heartache, disappointment, loss, all, all while others were having a good time. So while all their friends and family were out having a good time, they were alone in the gym, at the track, wherever, just honing those skills through pain, disciplining of the body. They went without so they could gain the prize that they were looking for. If we want to gain the prize of a just world, we have to make those same sacrifices. When it comes to creating a just world, the end will come, the day will come for your reward, but it only comes after the heartache, after the valleys, after the darkness. While others are sitting at home with their video games, TV, sports, you will be tirelessly working for the marginalized and rejected without seeing any reward. You will be met with disappointment. You will be rejected, despised. People will seek to destroy you. Yeah, people will seek to destroy you for doing good. Those who are trying to, in fact, those you are trying to serve and bring justice for will blame you, project on you. Yeah, the very people you're serving will often project their pain onto you. You will often be alone to cry, living with a broken heart judged, overlooked. But remember this statement, which we'll talk about later. Well done, good and faithful servant. So I encourage you to be like Jesus. You know, in the Gospels, Jesus called us to self, to deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow him. Jesus did not say, uh, you know, feed yourself pick up the crowds and adulation and follow him. No, he said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. A cross is a lonely, painful 
road. In fact, Jesus himself was despised. He was rejected. The scriptures say he was a man of sorrows. So if you're going to do the real work of social justice, if you're going to really see a just society come about, a broken heart will be your lot. Loneliness, fatigue, crucifixion will be your lot. But, and I, if you're going to hear not only one thing today, just one thing, I want you to hear this one thing. It is better to hear humans say, depart from me, than to hear Christ say, depart from me. I'm going to say that again because I really want to sink into you as you face that path to a just society, that it is better to hear humans say, depart from me, than to hear Christ say, depart from me. Do you want to live with Christ and enjoy his eternity? Then you must walk his path. You know, the disciples wanted the glory that Jesus would attain in heaven. And Jesus asked them, well, you want the glory I'm going to get? Do you, can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? Speaking of his sufferings. And they said flippantly, oh, yes, yes, we can drink the cup that you'll drink. And Jesus said, yes, you will in fact drink the cup that I drink. You will suffer the sufferings that I'm going to go through. But uh, the glory in heaven and all of that, that's up to the Father in heaven to determine that. You see, social justice, social justice is the work of saints, not of wimps. There's an interesting practice in India. I, I love this. When, uh, I've had a couple people tell me about this practice. Now, it's kind of interesting. In India, there will be certain gurus living at the top of a mountain. And those who wish to see them and to gain enlightenment, they have to climb up that mountain on foot to get to the guru. And the guru set it up this way so that the disciple learns something in the process. So as they climb up the mountain... In order to continue making that climb, they have to drop off their load, their backpack, their food, you know, whatever, their shoes. They have to keep dropping off uh, their load little by little along the way in order to make it to the top. The poor are allowed to then take whatever you leave behind. And by the time you're on the top of the mountain face to face with the guru, you are empty handed. But then comes your reward of enlightenment. I love that practice. That's very interesting. It's a lot what Jesus said. If you want to have the glory of heaven, you got to go through the narrow gate, the winding way, the path where you have to drop off your load along the way. Jesus speaks of that narrow way. In order to get through the narrow gate, you have to drop off your baggage. You have to let go of your possessions. You have to let go of your attachments in order to fit through that gate that leads to heaven. And then once you get through that gate, you'll discover the winding, narrow path where sometimes you can't even see the path. Now, I love hiking. Uh, I like hiking in the backcountry. And I like hiking in places where people don't often go hiking. And what I discover is sometimes those paths get really narrow in those areas because they're not well maintained. And sometimes you're not even quite sure where the path is 
But if you look ahead a little bit, you think, okay, if I go this way, I think it connects up ahead. And that's the way the path to heaven and the path, by the way, to building a just society is, is it's a narrow path. It's, it's, it's a path where sometimes you're not quite sure where you're going. And it's a path where there's not a lot of people. So you're not going to get a lot of support because all the other people are on the wide path that leads to destruction and leads to the decay of society. One of the scriptures for years now that in the Old Testament of the Bible that has really touched me deeply is where the people of Israel, they, you know, escaped slavery to Egypt. They were in the wilderness for 40 years. Joshua takes them in. And now the people are, uh, uh, Joshua's dividing the land up among the 12 tribes, you know, the tribe of Benjamin gets this piece of land and the tribe of Naphtali gets this piece of land, so on. But the Levites didn't get any land. And this is where it really touches me because the Levites were the tribe where the priests came from. And God said to them that you don't get any land as an inheritance. And notice this, God says, because I... The Lord your God will be your inheritance. Wow, that has just blown me away over the years. Like, all these other people got this physical land that they could touch, see, smell, and had it right then and there. But the tribe of Levi, the priestly tribe, had to wait. In fact, God says, I will be your inheritance. We often have to make choices in life. Do we want to go down that hard path, that path that's that's lonely and broken and and filled with with rejection and abandonment and pain only to inherit God himself? Or do we want to just go the way everybody else is going and in the end be left alone and abandoned? You see today I am Lent is a time of getting honest with yourself. Lent is a time where you stop hiding and pretending that everything is okay. Lent is a time to get to confession and say everything is not okay. Lent is a time where we should always live in pure honesty. And the same goes with the work of social justice. I'm not hiding the fact today that the real work of justice and charity is a tiring, lonely, and sad road. I think of Mother Teresa and her 30 years, 40 years of the dark night of school, of the soul. Mother Teresa, celebrated as she is now, had many moments of loneliness, rejection, abandonment, darkness, pain, and sorrow. She did not have the Hollywood life. Mother Teresa had the life of the narrow path. She had the life of brokenness and brokenheartedness, a life of tears. But then came her sure reward because she is no longer just Mother Teresa, but she is now... St. Teresa of Calcutta. 
Too often we paint social justice and the work of charity as a glorious path. A path to a perfect world. But in reality, it is a messy and painful and often filled with unmet goals, unmet expectations, and having your dreams shattered. The path to social justice is filled with satanic attacks and rejection. Have you ever had times in your life where you really experienced a lot of satanic attacks against you? Wait till you intend to rescue the poor out of poverty. Wait till you intend to rescue the widows, to rescue the forgotten, to rescue uh, people from the snares of homelessness. Just wait till you do that and watch the satanic attacks come along. Now, there's ways that the world has developed to deal with these things in a way that's safe and smooth doesn't really result in anything positive. And so if you're going to do it the real way, where you actually break the chains of poverty for people and all that, be prepared to be judged, overlooked, and looked down upon. Now, in all of this, I want to say this, that the story of Lent and Easter is that the cross leads to resurrection. It leads to a new day. The Catholic Church celebrates the eighth day, the day Jesus rose from the dead, the eighth day of the week, which is that new and eternal day that the book of Hebrews talks about. You see, the, again, the story of Lent and Easter, that the cross leads to resurrection. So you bear that cross, you serve the poor, the broken, the abandoned, And knowing that it's going to lead not just to their resurrection, it's going to lead to your resurrection as well. There is no resurrection without the cross, which, by the way, we just looked in Mass this last week in the readings about the transfiguration of Jesus. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up on the mountain. He shows them all of his glory. Moses and Elijah show up. It's an overwhelming experience for those three disciples. And it's interesting, Jesus shows them all of his glory, shows them heaven, lets them experience heaven for a moment. And then after Moses and Elijah disappear and the whole event is done, then Jesus and Peter, James, and John walk down the mountain. And can you imagine what they were thinking at that moment, what they were feeling? And yet, as they came down the mountain, Jesus reminds them that he's going to be crucified. In other words, Jesus is showing them, here's the resurrection, here's what it looks like, but there is no resurrection without the cross. And if a just society is the resurrection for us in this life, doesn't happen without the cross. Now, in the end, yes, you will experience abandonment, rejection, pain, suffering in this path, to helping set the captives free from injustice, but in the end will come your sure reward. You will not see the just world that you dream of. In Hebrews chapter 11, <coughs> talks about all these people that lived by faith, like Abraham, Moses, Elijah, all these different people in history. In Hebrews 11, it says, they did not receive the things promised, but only welcomed them from a distance. God planned it so that only together with us would they be made perfect. 
You catch that, that God has ordained it so that only with us would the people of the past be made perfect. And it's the same with social justice. God has planned it so that only together with the people of the future will we see justice happen. Martin Luther King Jr. did not see justice happen in his day. He only welcomed it from a distance because he ended up being assassinated. But only together with us is Martin Luther King Jr. and his dream perfected, being made perfect. And so God is building a just world through you with the future generations. God is not building a just world through just you, but he's doing it with you the past generations, your generation, and future generations. All is like a link in the chain. And that is what you are. You are a link in the chain. You are not the whole chain itself. God is building his kingdom generation after generation. So, you and I are not called to be successful. When it comes to social justice, we are not called to be successful. We are called to be faithful, which takes me to that statement from the beginning uh, of today's talk. Well done, good and faithful servant. There was a parable that Jesus taught about this man who was going off to a foreign land to travel. And he left three of his servants in charge of all of his belongings. And to one, it says he gave him five talents and one three talents of money and the other one talent. And the one with the five talents went, invested the money and gave five ta- and gained five more talents. So now he had 10. The other invested three. He had ended up with six talents and the one with one just buried it, did nothing with it. And when the master came back to, to you know, account for what the servants had done, he blessed the two that had... <clears throat> um, the five and three talents, and he cursed the one with the one talent because he did nothing with his talent. And the interesting thing is, is that the ones with the three talent, ones with the five talent were equally rewarded. So they weren't rewarded based upon how much they had to work with, but what they did with it. And in each of those, in the parable, Jesus says, with each of those two men, the master said to them, well done, good and faithful servant. Notice he didn't say to them, well done, good and successful servant, but well done, good and faithful servant. And that's what we want to hear from God. God isn't looking for you to be successful in the work of social justice. He's looking for you to be faithful in it. The results are up to God. You know, we all have attachments we need to break in our life. Maybe we have an attachment to you know, alcohol or attachment to money or attachment to our house or family or whatever. We need to break those attachments in order to gain unity with God and experience unity with God. But um, one of the attachments I've really had to overcome in my life is the attachment to outcomes. There was a day when I was severely attached to outcomes and where, like even this podcast, If I still was living in that attachment, I would have to, I would be really concerned with how many listeners there are to the podcast. But through the help of a priest, 
I was able to, by God's grace, break that attachment. But we have those attachments to success. It's got to be a certain way. But if you hear the words of Jesus, well done, good and faithful servant, then you realize, oh, God's not, doesn't want me to be concerned with the outcomes. He wants me to be concerned with being faithful. And so it is, as you build a just society, uh, don't seek to actually solve the problems. You can work towards the solution of problems. And I've taught you in many of our episodes together, I've taught you how to get to solutions, but don't get yourself so wrapped up in, I've got to get to this certain end when it comes to homelessness or when it comes to sex trafficking or whatever the injustice is. Rather, what I'm called to be is loving and faithful in the moment. And it's up to God to determine the results of that. I'll tell you a cool stories we close out today. I found out that I am directly related to a canonized saint, St. John Southworth. And my daughter was, you know, studying family history and discovered that one of my direct ancestors is St. John Southworth, who was a Catholic priest in London in the 1600s. Now, people have often asked me, Michael, why do you have such a passion for social justice? And why do you have such a passion, especially for the homeless? I often would tell people I have no clue why that is. It's kind of been with me my whole life, and I don't understand why, because my family is not concerned at all about these kinds of things. My family, I'm not talking about my parents, but just my extended family is all about making money and being, you know, enjoying the things of the world. And then there's me. I'm kind of an oddball in my family. And I'm like, why do I have such a passion for the homeless and social justice? And it's like a fire that burns in me. I've never understood why till my daughter discovered the direct, me being a direct descendant of the saint, St. John Southworth. Let me tell you about him. He was a Catholic priest who lived in the 1600s in London. And in his day, it was illegal to serve the homeless and it was illegal to be a Catholic priest under a Protestant queen. And so St. John Southworth ended up in prison several times for being a priest and for serving the homeless. And every time he got released from prison, do you know what he would do? He would walk out of the prison and go right to the alleys of London and start serving the homeless again. Over and over and over again, he just kept getting arrested, going to prison, and going right back to serving the homeless and being a priest. And when I heard that story and realized I am a direct descendant of his, because my mom's side of the family is all Southworths, <laughs> which was my grandmother's maiden name, Southworth. And I thought, well, this is interesting. Maybe that's where my passion <laughs> comes from. Comes from a saint being in my DNA, <clears throat> line of DNA. Now, he did not finish the job. St. John Southworth did not solve the problem of homelessness. He simply was faithful and did not finish the job. So now I am continuing the work where he left off. And I'm not saying that in a vain way. I'm trying to give you an illustration here. And others are continuing the work he left off. You see, St. John Southworth and I are links in the chain that God is building in history. You are a link in the chain. 
St. Paul talks in the scriptures about completing what is lacking in Christ's sufferings. Now, it doesn't mean that Christ lacks in anything, but what St. Paul says is that Christ's sufferings accomplished so much, now through us it's being completed, which is kind of cool that God would just let us participate in that. And I want to encourage you that your reward will come in the form of God, in the form of heaven. Your reward will not necessarily come in you seeing greatness in society and justice realized, but it will come in the form of God himself. It will come in the form of heaven. Your reward will come in the form of the countless lives that you are touching and changing without even knowing it. So don't worry about being successful or seeing your dream of a just world come true. Focus instead of what you are called to. Being a good and faithful servant as you work to create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.